Welcome to All Tea No Shade. My name is Xander Alexander, and I am just living my best life. Trying to keep it real, trying to keep it cute, and trying to keep it real cute. All Tea No Shade. Now let's spill some tea. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you once again for tuning in to All Tea No Shade. And on this episode of Xander 2020, we are discussing something that's recently been plaguing our media. And that is one Sir Joe Biden. Now, it's no coincidence that Joe Biden could be ready to quit before he's even gotten out of the gate. So we're going to discuss Joe Biden, the man, the myth, the legend, not the sexual predator. I don't really know why, but as of late, it, it seems Joe Biden has had a prover- proverbial target on his back. And here's why. According to just about every poll under the sun right now, he's leading. And in most cases, by a wide margin. And he hasn't even declared his presidency yet. Ironic? No, not in the least bit. And you better believe that if it's Trump's doing, then he most certainly is happy about it and hopes that it keeps up because, well, much like he did in 2016, he's going to take his rivals out one by one, or at least attempt to. Only this time, it's going to be easier because he doesn't have to go through 17 candidates on the Republican side. In fact, he may not have to go through any challengers, like any challengers at all on the Republican side, which means it's open firing season on the Democrats. Good luck, Chuck. If you thought Trump was ruthless in 2016, Believe me, you haven't seen anything yet. And <laughs> what's more exciting than the, pro- than the proposition of, I don't know, taking out your number one competitor before he's even gotten into the race? Joe Biden's recent allegations have painted him out to be this sexual, perverse, touchy-feely predator that should be on a Dateline show walking into a house eating cookies while some unsuspecting teenage girl invites him to have a seat while she puts a load of laundry in. Now, before you libtards go getting your panties in a ruffle, no one is saying that the alleged improprieties shouldn't be taken seriously. But, in the same vein, no one is saying that he should be burned at the stake for them either. It's not like he said, grab them by the pussy or something. Ask Hillary how that worked out for her. So to those of you who tried to outcry that he's not fit to run for president all of a sudden, have several seats. As in, sit down and shut up. This is not a Joe roast, and we are not here to vilify him for what appear to be nothing more than slightly awkward invasions of privacy at best. This is not a Me Too movement moment as of now, so keep moving on. There's nothing to see here. 
The Democrats should be throwing their support behind the person that is polling as the number one candidate who can beat Donald Trump in the 2020 election currently. Not hanging him out to dry like yesterday's laundry. Oh, and the plot thickens. Rumors are stirring that Bernie Sanders' camp is behind one of the accusers. Imagine that. Sabotaging your own party for selfish reasons. And here I thought the Democrats had taken the stance of whoever will beat Trump, that's who I'm voting for. May the odds be ever in your favor. If this is true, then Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, who recently went public with her admonishments towards Mr. Biden, should both be ashamed of themselves. Bernie in particular, as he already has one notch on his belt for quote-unquote sabotaging what appeared to be a foregone conclusion last time around, just has to feel the burn supporters and the I'm with her supporters. It's beyond disgusting to see how the media and political strategists are taking aim and using this as a moment to belittle and possibly prevent the current top-ranked candidate for the Democratic nomination. I mean, seriously, get a grip and stop self-sabotaging yourself and your party, Democrats. My message to Joe, hold your head high, reach up to the sky, because they're going to need you. In the paraphrasing of Britney Spears, <laughs> yes, I just found a way to use Britney Spears in political commentary. I think, I think I'm going to count that as a win. So back to Joe. Apologize if you must and move on. Quite frankly, the Democrats might want to think about how much mindshare they put behind all of this because it could be the downfall of the Democratic chances to beat the incumbent come 2020. I mean, the Republicans are already counting their eggs before they hatch by punting health care reform to after the 2020 election. According to Mr. Trump, they're putting it to after the 2020 election that they're going to re-win and then also retake the House. I'm like, girl, you are delusional. I think it's high time we start seeing the Democrats beat Trump at his own game. Note that I said beat him at his own game, which doesn't necessarily mean you have to stoop to his level, but you have to play the political warfare necessary to win the war. Otherwise, the troops are out there fighting for nothing. When they go high, go higher. When they go low, meh, see how low they can go, and then take action. There. Sorry, Michelle Obama. But I don't know if the when they go low, we go high mantra is going to win this election.
The Democrats have to be downright vicious in their quest to take back Congress. No prisoners, no mercy, no more. Oh, and no offense to Michelle Obama. She's literally about to sell out the most sold autobiography in the history of autobiographies. So she can get it. Now, before everyone starts crying out, off with his head, take a minute to think seriously about whether the crime fits the punishment. He's not your average Joe. He's Joe Biden. And if we saw anything about last time, we know that disenfranchised voters especially on the Democratic side, tend to not go and vote. I mean, look at the Bernie supporters and look at Bernie's lackluster endorsement of Hillary Clinton when he lost to her. It was like, okay, I'm conceding to Hillary Clinton by... No! That's not what we need here. We need someone we can rally around. And right now, we have the most diverse pool of qualified candidates in the history of the party. So this is a time to grab the party by the reins and say, this is what we're going to do. This is who we're going to back. And this is how we're going to take the White House back. Because of all the candidates, if every one of the losing candidates' constituents are disenfranchised and decide that they're going to boycott voting, then guess what? We're going to have a repeat of 2016. Now. I don't know about you, but even as a registered Republican, I do not and will not and cannot support another four years with President Donald Trump under the helm. This is an absolute nightmare of global proportions. Forget the American dream. America itself is being flushed down the toilet. And look at how the rest of the world is looking at us. The lens that they're looking at us through. It's not cute, folks. It ain't cute. President Trump is making a mockery of the United States, and it's like, what do you expect us to do? Sit back and watch him destroy a country in four years? The damage he's done in two years is almost irreversible, incomprehensible, and unimaginable. And now he wants to close the Mexican border? 
our number one trading partner. And it's funny, all these articles are coming out about how, you know, in as li- if he closes the Mexican border in as little as three weeks, the entire United States supply of avocados are gone. Oh no, white people, there goes your avocado toast. But who knows? Maybe it's actually a smart political strategy because when white people care, things tend to happen. And avocado toast, listen, don't try to come between a white person and their avocado toast, okay? It is not a pretty sight. Or those that make guacamole. Because I love me some guacamole. Okay. Sorry, please, Cardi B, don't try to sue me because I know you're trying to trademark okay. But my okay has four R's. How many does yours have? Okay, get it right, get it tight, and don't come for me. The main message, leave Joe alone. Leave Joe alone. And Democrats, stop apologizing for everything. All these public apologies just make you seem weak and make it seem like you keep fucking things up. You don't see Donald Trump apologizing for anything, like nothing at all. He's telling blatant lies about his father and quoting facts and figures, and he doesn't give a flying monkey's ass about whether they're true or not, he's going to say them unapologetically. And do you see him caring? Do you see him giving two shits about it? No. And how people perceive that, that at least his supporters, is that he's strong, he stands, stands his ground, and he stands by his convictions. Now, just because those convictions are based on falsehood doesn't mean he shouldn't stand by them. The same goes for the Democrats. Have a backbone. Grow a backbone. And throw your support behind the candidate that you think can take down Donald Trump in 2020, if that's what your goal is. Furthermore, if your goal is to win back the Senate, then put your money where your mouth is and put, make your vote count. One voice, one vote your choice. It's as simple as that. And if you don't think that Donald Trump thinks he's going to win in 2020, then you're crazy. Because that man not only thinks he's going to win in 2020, I'm sure he's already trying to plot schemes to figure out how to extend the term limit for a president. Or he'll probably downright declare a war so that he can stay president. Or, I don't know, somehow find a way to make it a dictatorship or something. I wouldn't put it past him. He has a mastermind when it comes to branding. And branding runs the world. And he knows his brand better than anybody else. I mean, look what the man's been through. Yeah, I get it. We should air out 
all of these things about Joe Biden and get them out in the open and stay ahead of the story before it becomes a scandal. But these are anything but scandalous accusations, like scandalous accusations. They're not sexual assault. They're not rape. They're accusations of improprieties at best or invasion of personal space. So as I said before, let the punishment fit the crime. And in this case, no crime has actually been committed. So just think about that. Use your noggin and think about that before you go destroying what could be the best chances. Now, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time to come and a lot of debating and a lot of posturing and a lot of brand realignments and a lot of message and narrative discussions to come. So we may get a new breakout star like Pete Buttigieg. I mean, look at him. He's, he's looking to be our first openly gay president and bring um, his husband to the White House as the first man. Talk about groundbreaking. We had our first black president, and now we might have our first gay president. And this is on the precipice of all of the anti-LGBT legislation that's going on globally. I mean, since when should homosexuality be punishable by death? Like, seriously. And not just any death. Stoning. You will be stoned to death for being gay. All right, Trump. What happened to this global faction or whatever, group of people or initiative to decriminalize homosexuality on a global scale? Was that just another pomp and circumstance move to make it seem like the GOP is actually embracing the LGBT community? I don't know. But if they are, then now's the chance to act and actually do something about it and decriminalize homosexuality globally and make sure that our global leaders are following in our footsteps and that people aren't dying at the hands of stones just because of their sexual orientation or sexual preference. That's insane that in this day and age we are still using such medieval, archaic forms of punishment for being a part of the gay community. And what's next? Their allies? And how exactly, pray tell, does one prove that someone is gay to begin with? 
I mean, is there a test that says, oh, you're gay, oh, you're a lesbian? Is there a blood test? Is there any type of test that can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone is gay? Not that I know of, and I'm pretty sure not that anyone else knows of. So, in other words, these deaths could also just be a political cover-up for assassinations or genocide. You're trying to wipe out these people just because of their sexual preference. Guys, we have got to get our shit together and get beyond this. It's mind-boggling that anyone would stand for this. Even as a Bible-thumping politic politician, if you stand for this, whether you believe in homosexuality or not, have a sense of humanity. Because humanity is what we're lacking, especially on the conservative side. No one should have to die because of this. I mean, I personally don't believe in capital punishment in general and the death penalty at all, but least of which for sexual preference, or how about this, least of which for a crime that can't even be proven. I mean, hell, even if you, just because you, I don't know, kiss someone of the same sex, or uh, hell, even if you go as far as having sex with someone of the same sex, that doesn't necessarily make you gay or part of the LGBT communi community. But now, you can actually die from stoning because of it. And who are going to be the whistleblowers on this? Oh, that person over there, they're gay. I saw them watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Stone them to death. Does that sound like a world that you want to live in? Does that sound like a world you want to bring your children into? No. I don't think so. Have some humanity, for Christ's sake. All right, well, once again, thank you for listening to Altino Shade on this episode of Xander 2020. My name is Xander Alexander, and I have a vision. It's 2020. Together, that's our commitment. Once again, I'm Xander Alexander, and this is All Tea No Shade, where I try to keep it real, I try to keep it cute, and I try to keep it real cute. And that's the tea.